Hey guys. Hey, I'm. Ooh, wow, sorry about that, guys. Um, second. Um, yeah, there's not a delay. I actually heard it in real time. I'm just slow. Um, yeah, uh, this is our first podcast with our new uh, quote-unquote arrangement. As you, if you listened to the our last regular podcast, um, Rodney told us that he is moving. Well, he has moved by now, but he told us he was moving back to Illinois, um, the Chicago rural rural area i don't know metro area i don't know but it's not chicago chicago but he's back home I'm in um when he so moved back to douglasville illinois Basically. so we have to have a long distance podcast but we still gonna work it out all right uh we're here and we're gonna be good okay um let's jump right into this because uh, we're trying to give you all a good concise episode um at the school Issa uh, finds oh, out. Let's, let's, okay, oh, let's set the scene. Okay, episode seven, hella disrespectful. And that's, you know, a very good point in this episode. It's very nicely named because this episode was just a lot. It was a lot. Um, so I had an adventure this year. I mean, not this year, this week. And I went to a watch party at Wonderland um, hosted by St. Beauty and Roman John Arthur, because their songs were featured in this episode. So they were very excited to, like, you know, show us the songs. So um, after the show, they um, St. Beauty has their new project coming out. So we listened to, like, their new music. So that was really cool. I just couldn't live tweet because um, I didn't have a signal. And then the, the Wi-Fi was going in and out, so I couldn't even watch it in real time. But it's still cool. I'm going to be back with my live tweets for the finale <laughs> it hurt that i couldn't allow tweet because that's like my favorite thing to do but i'm gonna make sure i am in place for this finale so with the finale you know they moved it back to 11 but it's 45 minutes Ooh, praise god so i'm uh, so it's gonna excited. be interesting it is uh she know we need the extra 15 minutes like <sighs> and i was talking on twitter because i'm like this season has been good, of course, but it hasn't been as climactic as the first season. And I was just saying, like, you know, last season it was a clear rising action, climax, falling action, resolution, whatever. And this season it hasn't been one big event that has happened. Like, you know, like how she had sex with Daniel and that was like the big event of the season, the turning point, the whatever. But we haven't really had that this season. Really? Because I feel like the season has been full of highs, lows, you know, someone's up, yeah. someone's down. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like the season has been an accurate reflection of a breakup. I don't think any other show, I, I don't know if any other show has covered it as well as Insecure has, you know. I'm just thinking of like language arts class and how they, did y'all, did y'all do that? Like the, what's it called? What's the first part? Intro. Introduction, rising action, climax, falling action, resolution. Unless this whole season has just been the falling action and the resolution or whatever. But I just think it's been it's been small big events, but never big big events. I don't know. I feel like I feel like what happened in this episode was a climax because you got to figure they haven't talked to each other since. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just want to know how they're gonna end it because it was it's gonna be hard to beat. You know, we don't forgot about it because it's so much sex this season, but. Tasha My mom has seen, uh, seen droves, has seen droves, but too much. I'm just put, like, <laughs> she's a married yeah, woman. She doesn't even... isn't even ready to watch Insecure. Like, she watched the first episode when we were at Essence, and I just, that was a lot. 
but I need Tasha to come back. Uh, I need some closure. I need him to go close his account or something. Cause it's like, I, I can't, I can't let go of Tasha. Or maybe she can come back next season. I don't know. Has maybe he, he throws next victim. <laughs> right. Like, is he just doing mobile online banking now? Cause right, he gotta right. go to his bank eventually. He making them good, uh, whatever tech checks. You know, she's looking at his account like, mm, okay, good for him. And his little job. <laughs> Finally got him some steady income and not cashing them unemployment checks. Because, you know, Tasha Ben had her bank benefits. Okay, so the episode. <laughs> the episode. Um, Where are we going to start? We're going to start. So we're just going to hit some major points. We're going to start at the school. But wait, wait, wait. I have a funny point. I thought it was hilarious that it opened with her talking on the phone with Molly. Like, bitch, guess what? Like, in your face? Oh. That was hilarious to me because it's just so real. And then, uh, you just, their conversation, it cracked me up. Um, and yeah, then it goes to the next scene. She is in, uh, at work and she goes to Frida's desk. It's kind of like a, a peace offering. You know, she sends her, she gives Frida like a list of her ideas and then Frida lightens up like, that's the exact same thing I thought. Because on her way to school that morning on the bus, she runs into the little uh, snack thief again, and he's reading his PSAT book. And she's like, oh, you know, we got y'all has these different benefits and tutoring and all that. And he was like, oh, well, Mr. Gaines told us the program was full. Yeah. And, of course, you know, snack thief is Hispanic. So it's just like, so you really just trying to block out all the Hispanic kids, which sucks. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, so we we get them exchanging ideas on how to recruit them. They're out at the buses handing out flyers letting them know they could come. Issa tries to confront VP Gaines, and he just ends up laughing in her face. Like, look, what do you want? Ain't nobody like, did. I was like, right. you know what? <laughs> but that's not um, like, that's really how they be, though. It's not that serious. Don't nobody care. But let, you know, little Tyrone be discriminated against. Then you get a call revving Al up. So do you think she'll end up reporting him? Um, there's gonna be something. I mean, but then again, her confronting him wasn't very effective. I don't know. And they'll just pull out or just have, you know, I don't know. I don't what. know. Who's she going to report him to? He's a VP, so there's a principal. Yeah, but clearly the principal don't really care too much. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm like, with everything else going on, I'm slightly curious about this storyline. But at the same time, I kind of feel like it's just going, going to end up with them, like, growing the program and it's going to be a success. And like, I don't, I feel like maybe something will happen to VP games, but then I feel like ultimately it may be detrimental to the entire school. Yeah. I think it's going to be like, he's so petty that I feel like it'll be a whole fallout. Like the whole program just got to go. He'll like complain about her to their boss, something like that. It's not going to end well though. I know that. And maybe that could be an opportunity for you to get a new job. Maybe. But I feel like, you know, I feel like she has to report him to someone in the school district because her program is clearly going, is like clearly needed in helping. Right. And he, I mean, he's blatantly discriminating against students. So like he can't say. Somebody going to lose their job, whether it's him or her, but somebody going to be in Lawrence's shoes at the end of this debacle. Ooh, wow. And that's, and that'll be an interesting turn of tables that Issa lose her job over this BS. Yeah, and now wow. she ain't got no job, and now she on the couch. Ooh, snaps, snaps, because that's what I would. I would love be. to see. 
So, right. uh, oh, wow. Anything else on the school? Um, I think that's about it. But you know, I'm glad they're actually addressing it because I didn't think they was really going. You know do that but i think i like how they have her job storyline last year it was just like i hate my job and i just go but now it's like an actual you know think something going on at work yeah. um so next we have um isa and daniel are communicating via telephone you know this is post semen gate and it's their first conversation yeah and is, daniel, yeah, since he um he, he, since her eye can't do the side effect <laughs> there you go that was it i can't do it but you did it uh it probably was a little heavier than that though <laughs> yeah it was like social media has been in a frenzy all week about their gifs memes uh they have a fetty wop eye on Issa. it's just it's just all bad and it's just a horrible situation <laughs> um all jokes and then he tells her like yeah well you know at least now we even Mm-hmm. and she's like what like you he's like oh yeah now we both did some fuck shit and her she's like oh so you did it on purpose you just trying to get even with me like just to be petty you what she called him a petty raggedy ass nigga petty. something like that something yeah something to that to that yeah, uh, so. yeah to that degree <laughs> yeah, so and, she um, feel even more tried because like damn you did that intentionally yeah and, and on one hand it's messed up of him, but on the other hand, I'm a little upset they didn't discuss what he felt was the fuck shit. Yeah. I mean, we all know it was the itch I needed to scratch. It was like, nah, bitch, scratch your eye now. Ha ha ha, because there's nothing in it. Well, so, no, no, no. I don't even think it was that. It was when he came, like, he was like, what? Are you all right? I'm coming to get you. And she was like, we're both seeing other people, right? And... Oh, that's what you think the fuck I, shit is? I think that's what it is. I think... Oh, you... I, th- I thought that was it because he clearly was hurt. He didn't get her door. He like had been, you know, he started texting her less and ignoring her. But he was like, and I felt like that was his way of being like, look, you're going to be out here being just a hoe and like treating me bad. I'm going to do some fuck shit and nothing in your face. <laughs> well, yeah, I can see that. But for I took it as the fuck shit being you were just an itch that I needed to scratch. Cause I think I, that. I, I think feel like those coupled together, I think he was like, I can't let Shorty just keep trying me like this. Well, yeah, but he should have nutted in both eyes then, shit. Because if they both, <laughs> like... He wouldn't stay still. She was squirmier right. than he anticipated. Like, yeah, because she... I mean, Issa's trash. We know this. Everybody on the show is trash. There's different levels and different avenues of trash that they are, but everyone's trash. Um, all trash. Yeah, <laughs> We're all trash. It's the trash. Um, do you think he did it on purpose, on purpose? I do. I'm I'm so shocked that everybody like still feels like he didn't like people are like he didn't do it on purpose uh, from last week and then they're like why he apologized like that he didn't even do nothing but I don't know maybe because I really like I watched that scene like five times just that scene and we dissected it last week he held her head he gave her a very short warning time after he did it he didn't apologize he was like what I thought you was into it like you know I got caught up there was well, no remorse of like I didn't mean to do that to you. It was a I thought you'd be cool with it. him doing it intentionally to me was more so. I thought we'd just be nasty today, not let me nut your eye because you told me I was an itch. Kind of petty because that's even more petty. I thought it was just like I misunderstood the level of freaky we was being this afternoon, so I was just gonna nut in your face because I thought you were just into that. Nah, you know what I'm saying? 
I don't know. I guess I can see. I just I'm I didn't. Not, yeah. I didn't take it as a spiteful nut. I took it as a like, oh dang, you didn't like that nut. But I feel like if you're going to like, I'm seeing how freaky you are. I'm not going to restrain you from moving out the way. Like I may not give you a warning. I may give you a short warning time, but I'm not going to hold your head. Maybe it was like a temporary paralysis situation while he still had her head. Cause you were like, you can't really do much when you mid nuts. So it was just like, I can't fire. And he was and like, he like oh, tense man. up and he can't really, he's not thinking, let me move my arm. He's thinking, I can't do anything. Nut. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it was a spiteful nut though. I'm not a fan of Daniel, so maybe I'm biased. What? Like Daniel? What's wrong with Daniel? Um, she effed him during her relationship. What does that have to do with Daniel? I'm Lawrence Hive. So didn't, like Didn't nobody beg her to go to that studio and get her T paint on? Hey, I'm I'm still not a fan. Okay. Well I don't like um this new bitch, so Wait. Cool. A partner. So is that a, um do we think Issa should give Daniel another chance or should this be? Um I don't know, I'd probably be pretty mad too though, if I was Issa. Yeah, I, I just at this point I'll I'll touch on it later, but I I, I think Daniel and Issa are a rap. I think I don't know if you can ever be intimate with that person again after you felt so disrespected. Yeah, he did disrespect her though. I, I, you know, thinking of as a watcher of third party party outside, I'm like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But I'm like, if I'm Issa, just nigga, nothing in my eye, and they're gonna say, now we even type shit. Like, uh, I'm gonna say, fuck you. Like, he's right. locked. And I think we talked about it a little last week where we was like, you know, you were like, you wouldn't like try to do no freaky stuff with your woman like that. And I'm like, no, because after you do that, like, as a man, like after you nut and you, if you nut on your shorty face, it's like after you nut, you're like, why did I do this? Why did she let me? What type Not of my queen. woman is it? Right, like, well, I'm gonna know. be the mother of my know. child, and I'm just gonna disrespect her like this. Well, I mean, you're thinking too Rodney into it, but yeah, I mean, some people just don't think. I'm not like, oh, she let me do this. She's a whore. No, it's not that deep. But yeah, you had me then. I guess I don't know. Well. I'm tired of talking about Steam. We've talked about it enough last week. Next, we have Molly. And so she has a few different storylines. She does. She has a lot going on. Um, so we first see Molly in the car with um, Laurel. My dog. And my predictions are coming true because I'm like, I want to see her with Laurel. And, you know, they're conversing and talk. She And he putting her on some new Garrett's popcorn flavors to mix together on some real Chicago stuff. And then, um, what else happened in the car? Um, he said, I'm going to be in L.A. next week, and I want you to show me around. Right, right, right. So he basically shooting his shot and want to take her out. You know, and, and, and sometimes that's what you need. You need a nigga just be like, let me take you out. Because, Think about it. Yeah, Dro is, is in this quote-unquote open relationship and want to do all this. But has he taken Molly out on a date? Uh, the hotel was pretty romantic. I think what they're setting us up for is that, is that your love doesn't necessarily come in the package you've always imagined it. Yeah, you know. With you might want to talk like a nigga and he'll make up. Right. Looks aren't everything. Beauty's an eye of the beholder, all that non-shallow stuff. So, yeah, he's shooting his shot, 
And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I support it. Uh, then we cut to her actually finally having a conversation with... No, 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 wait. No, because the next no, thing... This... The next thing was her and Dro, huh? But we're not... We're not... I'm going by kind of like just the major points. Oh, I kind of like going chronologically with the the points, but chronologically, because then I'll get, my mind will get mixed up. Well. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> what? So she has a, she has a meeting with, that, with the boss. I said we're 16 minutes in, so like. I mean, here. it's not, we're not, it's not that serious, but okay. So she has a meeting with the bosses at her job and she's at, she, I don't know if she, I think, I guess she's asking for a rage and she's presenting everything that she's done for the firm in her time there. And they say, you know, it's kind of rare that someone would ask for this meeting and present all this information so far in advance of their year review. We appreciate this. And this will be used at your yearly review coming up next year. I guess she recently had it already. But it's, and, and then she been, was like, um, y'all do this shit all the time with the white boys, so what's the difference now? Right. She's like, y'all aren't, like, you know, like, you've clearly shown from other ways that you aren't married to timelines, so what's the issue? Because I'm black. And basically, and basically Yeah, well, they basically tell her, like, yeah, we'll we'll catch you later. They laughed her off, you know, but she did stand her ground, which I do appreciate. Because they'll try to play you. They really will. But from the previews, I feel like it's going to get better because he was like, oh, we need you part of the team, something like that. Yeah. So what I was going to ask, do you feel like Molly was direct enough in her ask? Mm, I mean, she can't be as direct as she wants to be because it's like, I know y'all pay this white nigga more than me. So she can't say that. So she got to say things without saying them. So I think she can't this- correct it. She could have. I don't know. I just feel like. That's but her not being more direct in that. Look, I've you know due to a mix up on somebody else's behalf, I found out that you know my you know someone I'm uh, uh, my coworker my you know equal is getting way more than me, and you know I feel like I'm deserving of a raise in the work that I I feel like my you know my contributions to this company are showing that. If someone else at this position can get that money, then I'm certainly deserving of it. Mm-hmm. You know, she has to pre- present it from not a he's not worth it to if he's worth if he's worth it, then I'm truly I feel like my contributions are also worth it. Right. And I just feel like by not being more direct with her ass, they were able to play off and like, well, we'll you know, like a raise is kind of like you're you're not in season for a raise right now. We'll catch you later. Yeah. I mean, but that's how they also try to play you anyway. Like the patronization that we were talking about last week with, um, what's his face and his job. Like that's how they always play the game. So you got to learn how to play the game with him. But I know this probably won't be Molly's last time. She's, she's trying. And I feel like that was a good storyline for her to have this weekend. Not this, not this weekend, this season too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I like how they delved into both, you know, of their jobs this season. Well, Lawrence too. Yeah, but that's life. You know, your job is, your life is relationship, job, social, you know, and and these are things that, you know, I think the struggles in their jobs have also helped them as as sisters really connect. And I say sisters in the sense that they are, you know, like their bond is deeper than just friends. Mm-hmm. Um, So we're jumping around a little, 
more again, but focusing on Molly. Um, Molly at the dinner party. No, wait, wait, wait. We didn't talk. We have to go back. We have to talk about when Dro came to the house, had a key, kissed, and then she put this nigga onto the snacks that Lil Rel had put her on, which I feel is so disrespectful. That's like when you start talking to somebody and start using their slang, and then you still use a slang after y'all break up. And it's like, no, you can't have, you give me my words back. Give me all the music I put you on back. You can't share that with anybody else. That's our thing. So he, I, that the, is, that is so funny. Cause my mom pointed that out. And I'm just like, these females are scandalous. I'm not shocked. Like she, she go, little real going to put her on something. She going to put her, her man, you know, her fake man on something. So it, you know, it just pisses me off. Like what was this? The flavored snacks. I can't remember. It was like, Caramel, uh, buttery and ranch, and caramel. Yeah, butter. That sounds disgusting, but it's something you have to taste. And she like kind of put them on the same way that Lil Rel put her on. It's like you were using this good Christian bodied man for his snacks and sharing it with this light skinned Space Jam demon. And I just can't stand for it. I can't. I won't. I will not. Molly's tri- We know Molly's trifling. She is, and she's getting trifled. Okay, now we can go to the dinner because you were just my fault. Just trigger happy um, over there. Yeah, so Molly's at the dinner. She's awkwardly talking to Candace. Um, right. He walks in with her and she, like, dies inside. Yeah. She spills her drink. Dro goes and gets her a new one, which I thought was kind of hot in public, but... Uh, but even if it was, had been, like, them as friends still, had this been a month for her, I think he still probably would have got her a new one. Like, oh, you know, you good. I got you. You like on some friend stuff. Because they're still friends at the end of the day and been friends at the end of the day. Um, yeah, he grew up with her. His wife spilled her drink. It was, you know, He was just being kind, you know. And he kind of what, wanted to get out of that situation anyway. Um, yeah. So a point I made on Twitter, you know, because the whole night Molly was just sitting there dying on the inside watching him be a husband to his wife. And she had to sit, because, you know, she was pressed to sit next to him, but Tiffany was like, ah, we actually have a signed seat, so sit where your name mm. is. Yeah. And you know, another question is, how do uh, Candace and Dro know Tiffany? You know what I'm saying? Um, or no, Derek? I assume, I assume, so Molly and Dro grew up together, Tiffany and... Uh, Derek went to college with Molly and Issa. I assume Candace probably went to college with them too. And they know, all cause, kind of because cause, Molly was talking about how like Dro was a mess and Candace stuck with him and they had that little shade you know Delta aka I just felt like they were on the same yard because of that. I don't know. I feel like that playful Greek shade banter could happen with no, no matter the yard. I don't know. That was a question I had, though, because it's not like they've ever hung out with them, you know? Or maybe it's a married thing. Maybe it's like, oh, I have some married friends. Y'all can hang up my other married friends and be married. I don't know. So, analogy I made on Twitter, which I found hilarious because I'm hilarious. Uh, I was saying Molly is the equivalent to a college sophomore talking to a senior Greek nigga who has a senior Greek girlfriend that he's not about to leave. Facts. I thought it was the most accurate thing I've ever seen. It's, it's true. I, I wanted to delve into it on Twitter, but it was like people were going to think I was being like, some, talking about myself. I'm like, I'm not. This is just real life. Like, Molly, the type of bitch who walk up to the frat house, thinks she about to get a, uh, you know, a, a, a priority plate off the grill because that nigga on the grill. And she walk up and get her feelings hurt because 
actual girlfriend and girlfriend's line sisters pull up and get some plates first because they're more important than you and you're not important at all and he's not leaving that girl they've been together since eighth grade she know he cheating got to but ain't shit gonna change sweetie he ain't going nowhere and then the fact that publicly this is who i'm proud to be with not saying that i'm not proud to be with you but but i'm not my wife and i right although my wife and i may have this open-mindedness about open marriages society as a whole doesn't so you're just gonna be my little jump off and And (laughs) yeah you're my little secret on some real escape shit like fuck a weekend you're a secret and it was sad because then and then they played us they really played us in the um previews because we thought candace was gonna be an awkward but it was like a five second awkward moment it was just on a it was just a regular awkward moment moment like molly made it more awkward than it was and she was just like oh don't he look like so-and-so yeah, it was Molly making it awkward, and Candace was like, girl, he be sleeping with women. I be getting my back blown out by different men. But cool. it wasn't even that, because it wasn't addressed. We still don't know if Candace knows. Like, it's just still so many questions that are unanswered, and I just can't. So I, I still need some closure with that. Like, what what does Candace have extra niggas? Like, who, what is Candace doing? We need to hear from Candace. Um, and then can we, like, discuss, like, how she went to the bathroom and all he had to do like he just did the most light-skinned shit and then next thing you know they cussed him having sex like he does the, the simple bare minimum light-skinned we shit we have something too she'll sneeze bless I'm, you I, next thing I, I, right like, i'm deeply what? in love with my wife but i like your band we have something what? too and bow, 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 bow. that's it like guts and like and then how long was it because nobody came looking for you your wife wasn't looking for you and y'all like y'all weren't both missing from the table no one said anything i say i feel like you could get in and out in about 10 minutes still a man doesn't take 10 minutes to go to the bathroom and if i notice that my man went to the bathroom one that a bitch who knows him like a bitch period we have an open marriage left the bathroom too and they both been gone for a minute like i'm surprised kelly ain't say something like where molly and drew at that's something kelly would have said i don't know if that was in the outtakes or what but that was skeptical to me because i'm like she ain't gonna look for her husband because i'd be like well, the, nigga you got the bgs did your you know did your bowels get real loose did you but like, I mean, that's why he hit her with the hey i'm gonna leave out of here you hang back so we don't arrive like you can't arrive back at the same time that's when it's hot eh. still still I, I that's still not enough for me like, I still would have felt to win. So it's like, oh, but I mean, everybody does that. Oh, let's not look conspicuous. So we going to like, no, I just, no, still not good enough. Okay. Y'all came in two minute increments of each other, but still don't care. I'm still like side eyeing both of y'all. So why do you think Molly stayed with Joe so long? Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, I forgot. So he texts her later that night saying, let's connect next week on Thursday. Which, once again, I'm like, why is he so in town? Why is he so available? Wait, I'm confused. So, he don't live in L.A.? They don't make it sound like that. Because he's like, I'll be back in town Thursday. Remember when they met in the in the muffin shop or the cupcake shop? He was like, yeah, like, I had a trip for work. So, but we made a whole weekend of it. Right, right, you know, right. But we'll be back in town next weekend for Kiss and Grind. Yeah, that's kind of confusing to me. Because it's like, either you live here, nigga, or you don't. But you've been consistently in town for the past two, three weeks. 
maybe he's like me. He lives in the outskirts of the but city you know of what? L.A. No, no, no. Because think about it. They had a hotel and he was went going to the house to go let her in. But I'm like, but y'all don't live in L.A. He had, I mean, so he, it wasn't, if he lived in L.A., he could return possibly that night. It's like, look, that's the Where do they the stay drug. at? Because it's not like, oh, I'm going to go to the airport. She She's locked out the house. You know what I'm saying? It's, I feel like they probably stay 40, 30 to 45 minutes outside of the city. I don't know. Uh, I guess. But at that point, you still waiting three hours for that nigga to get there. Or, I mean, not three hours, but like, you don't make a weekend out of somewhere. Like, I'm not going to make a weekend if I go to Douglasville. I'm going to go to fuck home. I'll make a weekend if I go to like Savannah. Oh, true. So uh, and that's kind of sketchy to me. I don't know where that nigga live at, but all I know is he need to be at home with his goddamn wife or pick another hoe. Cause either way, th- it's messy. So um, why do you feel that uh, Molly stayed with him so long? Cause he told oh, wait, wait. Yeah, 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 cause it, she he texts her trying to link up. She says I can't do it anymore. It's over. Her and Joe are over. Good. They should have been over, but he like it's clear. That he's it's like the typical like Jimmy Early and Laurel type side chick relationship. Laurel loves Jimmy. I think the dinner was her wake up call. Loves Jimmy. Laurel loves Jimmy. It's true. But Laurel and Jimmy are through. I think I, I think uh, if y'all don't know that is from dream girls by the way i think the dinner was her wake-up call that this open marriage this nigga has a wife that he still loves side chick. It, it means nothing for more for a side chick it means something di- it, it means something different for their marriage it just doesn't mean anything different for you as a side chick because you can never be where candace is i'll never go with you to events and hug on you like i'm hugging on candace it'd be different if it was like a nico Kevin and Tori situation when they already separated T there. And yet still married. But you're not an eco, baby girl. Do you still, still think he's lying about his open marriage? I, you know, we still don't know. And I feel, I thought we were going to get some answers this episode, but we really didn't. We just got proved more that he loves his wife. So. And he really loves her and he's not just kind of like playing her. Yeah, like he just wanted his cake and eat it too. Like you want to love your wife and have hoes. Like you got to pick one. Um. Okay, so that's pretty much it with Molly and Dro. Um, after the dinner, Molly finally calls her mom. Right, I thought that was nice that she finally called her mom. She just like, oh, I just needed time. My mom still would cuss me out though. Right, like you don't know what's wrong with me, girl. Call me. Like you're not gonna sit here and not talk to me you don't do that no her mom was like uh and tells her that she doesn't know if she will if she fully got over the cheating but her father made her her mother feel more special than he hurt her that was her reason for staying with her him yeah i mean i thought that was cute but at the same time i was like yeah he's like why'd you stay i loved him girl i'm gonna need a little bit more than that honey i'm gonna need a little bit more to love it's funny you say that because so if, if people go back and listen to episode two, I'm, I'm talking to my parents and I literally found out right then in the middle of that interview that my father had broke off their engagement at one point. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
And I had never knew that before. I just assumed they were, you know, straightforward. And I asked my mom, I'm like, yo, so why didn't you move on after he broke off your engagement? Like, that's pretty traumatic. Like, why didn't you just move on? She was like, well, I really loved him. And I really thought he was who I was meant to be with. He, he just came, he just got his act together in time to catch me before I decided to move on. So why did, why did they break up? Um, my dad got cold feet, I guess. I don't know. He was, eh. oh, yeah, he wasn't he, really like, he's my whole body. He, he, knowing what I know now sounded like he needed extra time. Not to like go out and be him, but like to become more established as a professional and like get his life together. Yeah. So she waited but, for him, basically. I mean, uh, I think he 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 real. I I would more so assume he kind of realized what he had in time before he lost her, mm-hmm. and he just was lucky that my mother was loving and forgiving enough to come back. Well, that was more some, like, soul-searching stuff, but it wasn't more, like, any betrayal, like. Uh, I feel like breaking off an engagement is pretty big betrayal. Delaying a wedding? Okay. Breaking off an engagement? Because that's saying, like, I don't want to be with you. Yeah, but he didn't cheat. Yeah. I feel like I would take cheating worse than you just being like, I'm not ready. And that was going to be my next question. Do you think you could survive cheating in a relationship? Mm. Um, it it will just all depend on the situation. On the situation, yeah. Like, was it my mama? Was it <laughs> just some girl? Like, I just would have to understand, <laughs> right? Like, was it my little cousin in town from Tallahassee? Like, I don't. I need to know who, what, when, where, why, how. And then in a relationship, it's more temporary. Like in mar in marriage considering different situations i'd probably it, it'll just depend if you have kids i'm not gonna sit here and ruin my family because you want it to be a hoe we're gonna work through this or whatever i'm gonna go cheat too i don't know <laughs> i'm just kidding but like we we gonna have to figure it out definitely um anything else from molly um she's a joke she's been a joke um i can't believe she let that man hunch on nick like she uh what scene is that? Like they bird and limb in the bathroom at Big Mama's house. Like I was just like, this is low class. It's low class. But I feel like hunching in the bathroom is something you deserve for your wife. Like to spice it up. And you're not gonna hunch another bitch while I'm sitting at the dinner table. That that is true. Like my that's wife, ridiculous. That's the excitement of it. It's dangerous. My wife's upstairs. Our friends are upstairs. We could get caught. No. It's exhilarating. No. That's just next level. BS <laughs> for real. Um, so let's move on to the to the main event. Okay, the re- we can talk about the rest of the dinner. Yeah, Tiffany's annoying. So, <laughs> but she texts Issa and tell her that Lawrence is going to be there. I love this part because Issa didn't even reply yet and screenshot it and send it to my like, bitch. You knew this bitch was coming, which you is know, so I, real. I thought I thought that was a very accurate depiction of black women. Um, friendships and and I thought my I felt like Tiffany was a little dirty for telling her so late. Yeah, um, like she told her like since, a day before. Especially since Derek had been told Lawrence about it. He, Lawrence right. had been coming, but and apparently, then, I mean, Lawrence didn't know a lot of details clearly because he was underdressed and he didn't. I'll know talk about that in a second, but I want to talk about how after she finds out. Issa then goes on Facebook 
to look Lawrence up. And just how I, we I kind of described earlier. Why. I didn't understand why she had to look him up the other time. I don't know why. Like You just want to see what he's doing. You want to see if he's out here, if he's publicizing his relationship with Tasha. You want to see if he's out here like, I'm living my best life. You know. Yeah. If he didn't get killed in the drive-by. I mean, I feel like that would have been some news she would know, but. True. I guess. But you want to you, you go see, like, what should I expect? Is he looking miserable? Has he lost a lot of weight? You know, am I winning the breakup? So on and so forth. But she found out he, he blocked her. Because he was like, Lawrence Walker just, did not appear. Uh, it's just so disgusting. Like, how dare you block me? Like, see, and I'm blocked. Like, I you could block so? anybody all day, every day. But for you to block me, nigga, F you. Like, don't you? I don't, you don't block me. I'm me. I was going to block you first. Ugh. So my question was going to be, well, and then after she finds out she blocked, she goes off in the, in the mirror and has one of her raps where she's like, really, my nigga? And I, you kind of hear, she was genuinely hurt. Like, after five years, I'm just a click on Facebook. I'm blocked. You gonna block me? For real, though. Like, I would be pissed, too, but then you did cheat on him. But still, like, block? Like, you gonna block me? Seriously, block? Block. Ugh. Do you think it's necessary to block your ex on social media? Slash, like um, in your phone. I guess it's kind. Of, it's, it's a. It's part of self care. Like, and I have to put myself in different shoes. Like, as somebody watching the show who hates Lawrence, uh, I don't hate Lawrence as much. I use actually, I do. I re hate him after this episode. My bad. But like, you gotta, you gotta put yourself in the personal shoes. If I was easy, I would be mad. But if I was Lawrence, it's self care. You know, blocking people you used to talk to is self care. Like, you don't want them to be able to access you to continue to hurt you. Or to gloat or to, you know, patronize you or just, like, if you're not going to hit me up genuinely apologizing or just, you know, and, and it's, it, you keep people, you keep that door open to for closure, quote unquote closure, that you're not going to get. He's not sorry. She's not sorry. They're not changing. Like, just, t- you block them to just block all of that out. You don't want them feelings coming back. You don't want none of that. I think, I think. I don't know if it's necessarily necessary, but I, I think if that's what you feel as an individual, I, I encourage it, you know, because nowadays I think that's like, that can make it so hard about moving on from, especially a longer term relationship is if they're still, cause Facebook got memories mm-hmm. and you mess around and a memory from seven years will pop up and you'd be like, Oh, I miss her. Right. <laughs> but with the timeline, I realized that they were together for five years Issa just turned 29. They met post-college. Anyway, they were like 24 when they met. So, yeah, they weren't like and college think, friends. They probably met just in the city. And I feel like that, and, and I think you can, you I deduce that also when he was like, my ex went to college with them. Oh. And then, yeah, you know, I missed that part because I had looked away for a second. And then someone was like, yeah. you mean Issa? Right? <laughs> Yeah. And that was like hella awkward. Yeah. So I feel so he might have went to Georgetown and like relocated to LA for a job or whatever. Or probably relocated to get to Silicon Valley. Mm. And then they met and you know, he just you know, as, as he mixed with her crowd or whatever. Um, but he's you know. And then you just adapt and y'all have the same mutual friends because y'all, you know. Yeah, I made your you made your own personal relationships with their friends, so I kind of feel like that's why he's there. Um, but yeah, you think it? 
there's ever a good time to be in the same room as your ex? Depending on the situation. Like, I know I be, I don't have a lot of exes. I don't have exes, period. I have like one, but he don't really count. But, you know, in college, especially if you went to college with that person, you're going to run into them. You go to an event, homecoming, step show, whatever. You're going to run into about three, four people you used to talk to. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to learn how to move and shake. And then when you bring your new boo into the situation, it just gets even more awkward depending on how much you told them about whatever. And then if, like, your ex-nigga a lame nigga, then he's going to try to, like, introduce himself. Oh, what's up? I'm Daquan. Nigga, who is Daquan? And then you got to explain who Daquan is if you haven't already. If you, if you did tell him who Daquan is, it's going to be like, so that's the nigga? And then it's going to be like, it's just a mess. You can't, you got to learn how to move and shake around your exes before you bring in a whole new situation into the mess. Um, so, so to the actual dinner, Lawrence brings a perna to the dinner without asking. Fake ass Maya. Telling. That's her name. It's fake ass Maya. Derek and Tiffany. And they had to squeeze an extra seat for her. And as much as I am Lawrence Hive, I thought that was tacky to Ooh. not tell the host like, hey, are, is plus ones cool? Because I have one. I, I, I'm just too, like, don't ever show up to my event like that because that's inconsiderate. But again, he didn't know what kind of party it was. He thought it was, I guess, like a birthday party, like when you're probably standing up or something. He didn't know it was a dinner party. And I thought it was so funny how everyone moved their silverware down. And it was just so loud. And it was so much clamor. It was just like. Yeah. Oh, God. And Kelly was, it was like, it must have been the sale on denim. Oh, I love yeah. Kelly so much. And then Kelly brought Sweetie with her. That was yeah. lovely. So, Black real love. quick with. With Lawrence not knowing the details, I think it shows how men and women communicate differently because Tiffany probably didn't talk to Lawrence. That was Derek's like, hey, Derek, Lawrence is your friend because y'all have hung out. Yeah, you invite him, you tell him. And men don't communicate details like we should sometimes. Hey, I'm having a birthday thing at this Yeah, moment. hey. Okay. Yeah, Tiffany's bothering me about this birthday thing. Are you free this day? can you know we're gonna you know like just come it's here tiffany told she tiffany gave them color palettes invites you know dress bring, code bring a date. this that and the third but Derek did not communicate that with lawrence so to a degree i feel like he that's part of the reason he thought it was more casual than it was mm-hmm. but still at the same time i don't care how casual it is i always would say hey i have a plus one is that cool yeah, just tell, like, even, not even just, like, on a plus one, like, hey, I'm bringing somebody from work, you know, heads up. Like, it don't take much to to do that. Yeah. Um, <sighs> like you said, Kelly and Sweetie were hilarious. Hilarious. And they just look, they look like brother and sister. <laughs> Which I find hilarious. Because it's like, who, who are y'all? Because y'all gotta be kin. Apparently he's Muslim, because... She said she going to the mosque with his mama next week. Yes, which is hilarious. And then she said something in Hebrew. It, it, uh, Molly was like, that's not even the same thing. Right. <sighs> um, the dinner is extremely awkward. That random couple, they press Lawrence out about how he knows Derek and Tiffany. And and <laughs> that's where you get the, you know, my ex went to college with them. And you're like, oh, y'all still friends? And he looks over and she goes, Issa? And it's like, yo, yo, chill. why are you so hot right now? Chill, chill, chill. Like, I don't know y'all. Like, leave me alone. So, I'm sorry. I, I, I have to watch the episode again because I watched it, you know, in a crowded room. But who's the random couple again? 
I think they were just friends of Derek and Tiffany. They looked like a, maybe they were just married friends of Derek and Tiffany. And so, you know. I liked how, because the guy is, he was from Awkward Black Girl. The, oh, okay. The husband and the random married couple. Yeah. Okay. Um, Awkward Black Girl, too. That was A, the co-worker she had, like, slept with at the Christmas party after she had broke up with her boyfriend. So, it was good to see him. I was wondering when he was going to pop up on the show, too. <laughs> um, so, everyone there is coupled up but Molly and Issa. And I guess her brother, but he's not as disturbed by it because he's younger. Right. But they look miserable. And I mean, yeah, I mean given their situ- given their situations, it, it's understandable why. But yeah, it, you know. But like, I think that's one of those things where, like, to have so many couples, I felt like Tiffany should have been like, "Hey, it's a lot of couples. Maybe y'all want to bring a plus one." Right, because I know she knew the guest list and who was coming. It's like, hey, y'all the only ones. Well, I guess she thought Lawrence was going to be by himself too. So, I mean, but still, three not coupled up people in a room full of coupled up people. At least they have friends. True. For what it's worth, um, okay. Tiffany stands up and gives the like lamest, you know, but like. And then it was funny because Derek was like, "Please, you said we weren't doing this," and she does, and it's like. I can't stand Tiffany, honestly. She's like my least favorite character. She she's so fake, but you know, she gives this this cliche toast, you know, the Barack to my Michelle, you know, my dear husband. And um and you know, we're happy to celebrate with our dear friends. And Issa is drunk and mad and she goes, and a couple of randos. <laughs> <laughs> and they all look at her like girl I feel like girlfriend. if his date was a black girl she wouldn't have said that of course I, I mean the cause if he would have brought girl, Tasha if it would have been Tasha and a couple of randos bitch who a random like I feel like it would have been so real like cause you got the wrong motherfucking way <laughs> like I feel like it would have been I, meanwhile I don't forget I'm in the house recording this um <laughs> I get a knock on the door <laughs> that's not loud anyway I just feel like it would have been a whole other story had it been like Tasha or somebody. Like, all of the stuff that was tried that night would not have been this tried. But Issa would have been three times as hurt. Because then she thought he talked to Tasha, then he'd bring a whole nother girl to the dinner. So it was like, he really yeah. been out here dating. Like, he'd have right. moved he- on and then moved on and moved on. So it probably hurt <laughs> even worse. Poor thing. So she getting drunk. She didn't, like, first she was like, oh, I'll just have a club soda. Not to mention her conversation with Daniel beforehand. Right, so she was already pissed when she got in the car. So, yes, and when she first came in, she asked for a club soda. And her brother was like, what? And then she was like, and then once she saw uh, Buddy with old girl, she was like, let me get a, uh, she ordered something strong. (laughs) So it got real strong. Yeah, yeah. So she was drunk. She was drinking her little feelings. And then after the toast, she stormed outside. And then Molly looks at Lawrence like, nigga, you need to go follow her. But hold on, because I want to mention, like, after the toast, there's a moment where Lawrence is, tenderly like he's tending to a perna and like just really you know just being loving to her you know kind of making sure she's all right and Issa catches it and that's when Issa's like oh my god I can't I can't handle it like he used to do that for me and she takes she finished off her drinks and she storms out and like you said Molly's like nigga go check on her because it's your fault but the fact that he even you know looked up you know what I'm saying? If he really didn't care, he would have kept on just doting on the other girl. But he cared. So that was another reason why he got up, too. So I thought that was nice. On a, on a scale of 1 to 10, how tacky and tasteless was Lawrence for bringing a perna? 13. 
13. Straight up. I th- I maybe, do you think he did it, like, in the event that she brought Daniel? That low-key? Because he's still stuck on that. We'll talk about that in a second. Though. So yeah. they get outside. They'll get outside. And they get outside and, you know, she's outside waiting, I guess, on her Uber or whatever. I don't know if she waiting on the Uber or if she was just standing out there mad. Because she already had a ride. I think she was out there brother. mad. Okay. Yeah. And um, what a mind you, this is the first time they've they've really confronted each other since everything has happened, and they've in this time since they've the, learned the ten second hit or quitter. Yeah, and then also in this time they found out a lot more about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, being Natasha and Daniel, you know, and so there's a lot, there's a lot there, and I felt like Lawrence came out with the intent to apologize and comfort Issa. Well, yeah, but she comes out and she's like, "You're full of shit." And at that point, the gloves come, And you blocked me and all this stuff. And he was like, well, you still fucking there? You still fucking him, aren't you? And she didn't answer because, I mean, she probably effed him like, oh, well, the, the nuts still ain't dry in her eye. So it's been two, three days. <laughs> so it's, still, it's still swollen from the <laughs> She still got little semen, little sperm swimming in her, eye, her eyeball. Yeah. And Issa calls him out for, you know, fucking her while he was with Tasha. And she's like, really? That girl? Her? You know. But no, seriously, that's always it. When, like, someone used to talk to moves on and has a new girl or whatever. It's like, that's it? That's the one? Her? That? That bitch? And you gotta really... And it, it, it could be, You compare, you do a whole Venn diagram in your head. Like, what does this bitch have that I don't? And it, it, it can hurt. It hurts, for real. Like, especially... Especially kind of given, like, Tasha's pedigree. You know, Issa's college educated. Tasha went to community college. She's working at the bank. This her work at the bank. She she probably felt that she was more of a convenience thing because of Best Buy and like it's his bank. And this is who. But at the same time, she's hurting because Molly told her like Lawrence doesn't want to work it out. Mm-hmm. And then he finds she finds out he doesn't. She probably connects like he doesn't want to work it out because he's already moved on with this girl, and I'm not worth the second chance. Right. I'm not worth an explanation. Um, I came for the. And then Lawrence calls her. Yeah, Lawrence calls her a jump off for a fake producer. She says, "Well, at least he has more going on than you did." Issa goes for the jugular, saying, "What's going on with Woo Woo?" Because she ain't got no Woo Woo's on her phone. phone. (laughs) Issa asks, "Was it all worth the time that she spent supporting his depressed ass?" Like, throw it in his face, like she's throwing haymakers. Issa's throwing haymakers at this point. And then, but Lawrence, he regains his balance and hits her. Probably not as much time as you spent being a fucking hoe. Ooh, mm, mm, I, mm, it just tastes so it cut me off deep. My lips. It cut me deep. Ooh, and then I the felt like as Maya walks out and her and Lawrence walk off, whatever. Queen of Perna walks out no, and fuck, her and Sir Lawrence Maya. they walk off into the night and hop in the Jag. Fuck him, man. and. Lawrence did not didn't offend Issa. Okay, so that was the that was the fight, and that was a lot. That was a heavyweight bout. That was it was so emotional. It was drunken rage. It was ugly. You know, like being called a hoe. It hurts. Like you know, girls with hoe friends, you never call your hoe friend a hoe because you know it's gonna hurt them. But it's you just try to drop little breadcrumbs to like stop being a hoe. Stop being a hoe. Stop it. Oh, breadcrumbs. Really? I, but you never can, like, flat out, unless, uh, you know, Lawrence pissed off situation, but you never call your whole friend a hoe. 
and because it hurts no matter like even if you just kiss the dude that you met at vacation bible school and somebody call you a hoe you gonna be hurt bro like i'm a hoe like hoeing and having a whole face and all that is all fun and games until somebody calls you a hoe and means it like really? i tweeted that like as a woman it don't even matter what you did it's like while wow, you let that nigga you know scoot past you in the club and his his genitals rubbed in your booty you a hoe like before someone meet it's like ouch like we call each other bitch all day hoe all day like bitch ah hoe what you doing ah. but when someone calls you that genuinely it's like Ouch. He didn't just call her a hoe. He called her a, a fucking, fucking hoe. Being a fucking hoe. Like, not out here hoeing. Not, you know, trying to hoeing it up. No, but you're you're actually hoe. You're not verbing. You're not hoeing. You are a hoe. You're the noun hoe. That is the part of speech I'm going to use to describe you. You are a hoe. Now, I know that I could thought, be. That's why she was so mad. I mean? thought she was more so hurt from him calling her a hoe because here she is thinking she was empowering herself by hoeing, but really she's now like, as she reflects back on it and everything that happened with Daniel and him disrespecting her and these guys not really like falling in line. Cause it's not that her pussy isn't amazing. It's like, she was searching for fulfillment and she is emptier than ever. Now. I think and all she wanted a nail in the coffin of her whole face. But he don't know all the the neighbor bay. He don't know about you know all these other people. And yeah, she really yeah. only hunched two people. If you want to be real, she tried three, but she got rejected. Right. So she really not even. She only added one to her body count. Right. She really wasn't out here home for real. Lawrence on that's why I said people have different levels. This different levels of whole faces. Like for Issa, you only hunched two people. One for real, one new person. So it's like you're not really out here being a hoe, actually. But if it makes you feel better saying that, then cool. And poor thing, I just, oof, yeah. Like I feel so, like that was, an, it, was and so it, it kind of made it worse because Daniel don't. I mean, not Daniel. Lawrence don't know all that. He's more concerned with her still messing with the person that, he, that she cheated on him with, and he's thinking that it's been a continuous thing. She only reconnected yep. with Daniel about two weeks ago, but he yep. don't know that. So he's more concerned with you with Daniel. You was a hoe with Daniel, and now you still being a hoe with Daniel. So you a hoe. I feel. So, was this conversation the one that Lawrence and Issa needed? Or did they need Um, something more civilized? I don't think, I mean, I don't know how civilized it could be, honestly. Well, you got, like I said, this is, he's embarrassed her in front of her friends, bringing a new joint. They didn't have some drinks. Right, like, of course, yeah, it's no real... It's, it's no a, right way to do it. had a terrible course, day. Emotions are going to get involved. It's going to be anger. It's going to be, like, with the nature of their breakup in the past couple months, of course it's going to be nasty and messy. At least at least that argument wasn't in front of everybody. Yeah. Because, yeah. Can uh, anyone win after this breakup? No one wins. No one in the show wins anything. Everyone sucks. So I'm, well, no. let's just in life, people. I feel like we truly, we I think on a, in some degree, like we do compete with a with an ex. Mm-hmm. You know, not it's going to end in a draw. The there's no winner of the breakup. I don't think there's yeah. going to be a winner or a loser. It's, I guess it's going to be part of my predictions. It's going to be a draw. They're going to end up right back together to be miserable with each other. Mm. That's my prediction. Um. So, yeah, after, you know, she goes home, she, you know, looks, she comes in, she's pissed. Her rent has gone. Yeah, hold on, hold on. They've been having, they've been, you know, dropping 
breadcrumbs about this whole gentrification thing. So there's a rent hold increase. On, hold on. What? Because I just want to say that after the fight, Lawrence and Queen Aparna they go and have Against drinks Maya. Mm-hmm. and have a lovely evening. And Lawrence looks like more in love with Aparna than ever. And so, but yeah, you, that's yeah, messy as hell because time. that's your coworker. You can't be out here real life. I, I do think that is kind of. And she messy for like telling the other coworkers, like, yeah, me and Lawrence went to the movies. Right. That's going to be a mess. So he, anything bad that comes from their relationship, he deserves. Anyway. Nope. So Issa comes home mad. Her rent has gone up to add to insult to the injury of the entire day. And then she goes and she looks and sees the burn stains on the top of the smoke stains in her ceiling. And she just goes off. I thought when I first saw the shot, I ain't gonna lie. I thought she was about to hang herself from the fan. Because I'm like, damn, Issa, your day wasn't that bad, sis. Like, just talk it out. Because I, I just saw her looking at the chair and the ceiling fan. I was like, this is not going to be good. But then she just ended up destroying her kitchen and the whole house. And I'm just like, I have never been that mad. <laughs> like, I'll scream in a pillow before well, you I had fuck a, up my she shit. She had a hell of a couple of days. She has. But go up to Daniel's house and mess up his uh, audio board and stuff and his Mac. Or go mess up Lawrence's house. But don't mess up your own stuff. Go fuck they shit up. What do you think the stain on the ceiling represents? Mm, her life that has crashed and burned, and she tried to paint over it, but it don't work because the stain's still there. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Fix my life, Amla. Fix it. Yeah, that's that's what I think it is. Like she hasn't really looked up. She painted over it, but she still got to get the ceiling. And it never got painted over. That means the problem. You can't just paint over your problems. You got to really fix it. Yeah. She hasn't really healed. She moved on, but she hasn't healed. Okay. She probably barely moved on. She's tried. She tried to act like it wasn't there, but the, the burn's still there. The fire still happened. What do you think of Issa tearing up her apartment? Um, it wasn't smart, first of all, because your rent already going up. Now you're going to tear these people stuff up. And they're going to charge you extra. But, uh, yeah, I just think it was dumb. I do. Really? I do, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I, I, I get it because. Then she's going to wake up in the morning I, and I've been saying, and have I've, to clean all that stuff up. Well, of course. It's not like she got mad but at I, packed I, boxes. No, you got mad and knocked everything over. But I'm sure she'll call Molly over for help and they'll have a good you know waiting to exhale cry and they'll go I've been but like there's probably so much pain in remaining in that apartment because that's the apartment you shared with him for years mm-hmm. and no matter what you try to do like you, it's not like you got new furniture it's not like you redecorate it it's still this place that has so many memories that are now painful because this man has said he doesn't want to deal with you. He's moving on with several women and to destroy it is kind of saying I'm like, I need, I'm getting a fresh start. And of course it's not smart, but I, I, I get it. I understand it. I understand her tearing up her apartment. Um, how does she recover from the train wreck that has been her life for the last couple of months? She needs to go to church. I ain't seen nobody in church. This whole, <laughs> you know, it was brought up by Kelly this episode. Like, oh, was that? That's the preview. Okay, yeah, yeah. But they, they just need some Jesus. I just need to be some holy oil all over the show. 
and every character just need to get born again. Everybody need to get up for the altar call and, and squeeze each other's hand twice to go up. <laughs> and Her to kind of spiritual cleanse it. Molly, Lawrence, Tiffany, because she real stank. Derek, because I don't know what he be having going on. Might be a little sugar over there. Um, you know, what you would not do is insult my frat brother. Um, he won't be the He's only real. one. Uh, Kelly. It's a spirit on her too. Love her. Everybody just need to get saved and some hands laid on. Tasha too. They need to. They, they need to go to one church, LA. They do. It's a good church. Sarah, will break it down, and she'll make it. She'll get it for the millennials and all of that. Yeah. Um, I personally think she just, she just needs to take some time for herself. She's gotta, she's gotta chill. She's gotta stop looking for love. She's gotta stop trying to hunch people. And like you said, she's got to take some time to recover and heal and say, this is what went wrong. This is why I'm hurt. This right, is... because she has not done that. No, no one has. Right. That is not what we do. Um, predictions for next week. I just think it's going to end. I don't know what the cliffhanger is going to be because we got left with a hell of a cliffhanger last season. But like I said, I don't think anyone wins. I think it's going to be a draw between Issa and Lawrence. Because what are they going to do but be miserable together? But then again, if they got back together, there would be no show. Uh, I think, well, I mean, I think there's a lot more challenges in reconnecting than people assume. Like them getting back together and trying to move past it. Yeah. Right. I see that. Um, yeah, Molly, I think she's going to do better with her job. And I think she's going to try to give Lil Rel a try. But and she's gonna um, end up ruining it like she does everything else though. Yeah. I um I don't think they'll get back together. I don't know. I feel like as much as I know people hate Aperna, but from the previews of them kinda doing the marathon and, and you know, they're both in that tech space, although I don't like the fact that they are coworkers, I feel like her and Lawrence kind they kind of vibe a lot better than him and Issa. In, in terms, you know, it's like, I don't know how much him and Issa can really vibe on outside of just really loving each other. And I don't know, I don't know if they can, they can fix this. I think there's so much hurt. There's so much damage um, that without them truly being like Christians, that they're going to have to move on and they're going to have to just always have a little place in each other's heart for each other. But they're going to have to ultimately say like, this won't work. We've got to go. I don't know. I just, we'll see. I've learned. I know it took me to the last episode of this, uh, the season to understand, but I'm not going to go all the way off of the previews because they can be misleading and they want you to think something's going to happen, but then they put a whole curveball in that thing. So who knows? Somebody got to be pregnant or something. We need some children on the show. I ain't seen one kid that ain't in school. Mm, wow. Maybe that'll be the return of Tasha. On some real Janae shit, they'll finally get back together with Tasha pregnant. Mm. Cliffhanger. Well, guys, this has been another episode of Bounce Bombing. Uh, Yet another. You tried to have a time limit, but God said otherwise. But we are here, and uh, some new arrangements. I hope you enjoyed. Yep. With no visual, and I'm sitting I- with rollers on in my pajamas, so it's kind of lit. I can't wait for the season, this 45-minute season finale. It's like my birthday or something. So many episodes. Okay, so many minutes. All right, you guys. Catch you later. Peace, love, and hair grease.